0: Well, it's as good as any other explanation you can come up with, and there are many.
1: And we know, our that there have been these stories since the 40s of silver discs with non-human beings being found uh, in New Mexico and other places, and you got that, you've now had uh, one correspondence that you have put out, you've gotten uh, another, I don't know if you uh, are, are going to distribute that publicly, but it comes down to the fact that some somebody says they have had pieces of artifacts from a crash in the, in the letter it says Roswell. We don't know where there's no specific coordinates. Alright,
0: if I might, let me stop you and tell everybody the second letter, the one Linda right. is now referring to with regard to the Roswell pieces, is now on the internet. It's under anonymous letters uh, you see first the photographs of the material, then the first letter, and now the second letter has been added to it as of this moment on my web page. Okay. L- Linda, if you would, start out. Yeah. You're, you've been a middle person for me, and I really want to thank you, because getting stuff something like this is actually kind of a burden.
1: It is very difficult, Art, because uh, you now are experiencing what, for the last fifteen years, trying to find anybody with, very credible professional credentials who would be willing to look at physical tissue and samples in the unusual animal death was difficult and now having to deal with artifacts that may have come from a craft from someplace else is also difficult and we are still experiencing the same syndrome that these professionals ask for and must remain anonymous in order to protect their positions in their work right. how much
0: can you how much can you tell us about the scientist he's well credentialed uh who who, uh examined this uh possible wreckage
1: yes and he is a major western university uh he has been helping me and several other uh investigators in several aspects of the phenomena for about seven years his work is extremely good well done uh, and he has been looking at the alleged Roswell UFO crash artifact that you received last month.
0: Alright, can and you, can you before we get to that, tell us what kind of tests were done on the material?
1: Yes. They, you gave, uh, him ten pieces. And the ten pieces broke down into five small what turn out to be, this is very interesting, they are perfect squares. They've been measured and they are exactly six millimeters by six millimeters square and less than one millimeter thick. And every one of those five little squares weighs exactly 160 milligrams each.
0: How likely is that? Because the pieces I gave you, Linda, were not all Shape the same. I give you some circles, I think, some oblongs, and some squares.
1: That's right. The five squares are exactly, exactly perfect squares. And they exactly weigh 160 milligrams each, and they are machined. The edges of each one of those little squares, when he looked at, and um, this comes to your question, he used uh, an uh, scanning electron microscope, which is used with now, uh, the scanning electron microscope is used with the energy dispersive spectroscopy. Now, what this all means, these big words, is that they have the ability now with scanning electron microscope to take something, let's say this is six millimeters wide, which is just a little bit over a quarter of an inch, mm-hmm. and they can go down to the surface and they can keep going down and down and get uh, down to one to two microns. And to show you how small that is, if you could take and isolate a single blood cell out of your bloodstream, it would be about seven microns in diameter, a blood cell. They're going down to one, two microns, which is about a third the size of a blood cell. To take a look at things on these artifacts that you sent, and when they get to a place that they're interested in or various places, they then can, but uh, ratchet change into a particular kind of, uh, switch, which is the energy dispersive process. And when you find out what you want to measure, when you're on a spot, this will determine exactly what elements are there. But when they did this on the five little squares, on the two ellipticals, which also were six millimeters wide. And I'm going to ask
0: you to hold on for just just a moment, if you would, and uh, we'll be right back to you. We are at the half-hour mark, folks. Uh, Linda, are you there? Yes, I hear you. Um, All right, uh, so we were on the smaller pieces, and you said they weighed 160 grams each. Yeah, the
1: five. And out of the ten pieces that you sent, eight of the ten, had a common denominator of each being six millimeters wide. So there were five that were perfectly square. There were two elliptical that were six millimeters by eight millimeters, and the circle was six millimeters in diameter. So six millimeter uh seemed to be a constant at least in uh some of these dimensions. Now on the uh we'll call it the uh the very thin blade, it measured exactly 10 inches by 1.5 inches, which the scientists thought was unusual that anything would end up in even inches, which is a terrestrial measurement. That could be that it was thought off from something that's unknown. He thought that was strange that it should measure so exactly. Hmm. And the last piece is the approximately 2 and 3 8 inches by 1 and 15 16 inches, not square, almost square, Um, we'll call it the vent. It is a small, very, very thin object. It's very thin split throughout it. Now, I'm going to have some other detailed remarks to make about the, we'll call it the blade and the vent. But first, I want to go to a sentence that is from the second communication that you now have out on the computer. And this is from the source who says, Granddad stated their own analysis He's talking back in uh, that he came in possession of these in 1974 from his grandfather, who got them from the, I guess, the 1947 crash, is what he's alleging. has stated their own analysis of the samples indicated it as pure extract aluminum as a conductor for the electromagnetic fields created in the propulsion system, unquote. And we'll stop there for a second. That sentence certainly seemed to hold up, and they took the electron dispersive spectroscopy to every single one of the ten pieces from several parts of them. Now what they're doing in the EDS, you bombard with electrons and it knocks out electrons, kind of punches out the electrons, um, and those electrons have a very characteristic wavelength. They put out an X-ray when they fly out, and that X-ray has a very characteristic wavelength and then you can tell exactly what the element is. Well, over and over and over again, in every one of these, it was, and this is the phrase that is correct to use, greater than 99% aluminum and could not detect any other element. Because scientists are reluctant to say that anything is 100% anything. Because even putting your fingerprints or brushing it on soil can add something that might be picked up at 100th of a percent, if you understand what I mean. I
0: do. Uh, now, what does that mean? Now, for example, uh, is there much terrestrial production done in pure aluminum, or is it usually for strength and alloy?
1: Usually, when we're building with aluminum in something, we are putting, adding manganese or other uh, alloys to strengthen and Tomorrow, or Tuesday, this scientist is going to be meeting with a metallurgical professional to discuss exactly these issues of aluminum alloys and 100% alloy, and I hope that next Sunday I can have a further update on that. But I want to say that there's something else interesting that showed up in the scanning electron microscope, uh, which gets into this question of uh, whether or not there's anything uh, that structural it's really not an alloy, but what they found in one of the five little squares were uh, silicon granules. They were one to two microns, and they seemed to be embedded in the surface of the aluminum, and on this square there were striations across it as if the uh, little square had itself been either scratched or abraded by something, and it raised the speculation, which ranges from, could these pieces have had impact to something that was sandy or dusty? Or is there a processing mechanism in the manufacturing of these little pieces that somehow brought a silicon polishing dust to them? We're gonna learn a little bit more about that from the metallurgist. And when you come to the we'll call it the very thin blade, it was less than a millimeter just Extremely thin and light, yes. ten inches long and one and a half inches wide. Right. On that and on what we're calling the little vents were granules that were different. These turned out to be ten percent manganese, ten percent iron, and eighty percent aluminum. I'm talking now only in little granules. It seemed to somehow be attached or also embedded. Now what they are or what they mean or whether they are something that was picked up uh, over time. The uh, source said that he's had these since 1974 and they were tarnished and they may have been exposed to other things. That part's hard to know. Well, uh, a question still hanging is, even if they are all aluminum on the outside, could there be any structural detail on the inside? Well, tonight, just before we went on the air. The scientist called me, he was in the lab, he had, with your permission, Art, he had cut into one of the little five uh, squares that we talked about. Yes, yes. And he said it was pure, silver, shiny, appeared to have no other structural details. And at this point, it appears that that at least is just aluminum, 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 aluminum. And he said to me, in this universe, where as far as we look, when we look at all of the elements and we look at the stars and the galaxies, we keep seeing the same spectrum of the same elements. So if it is aluminum and aluminum and aluminum over and over and over again, what we do not know is function. We know we have aluminum on this planet. There must be aluminum throughout the universe and other places, but what are the function of these? And to this day, there is nothing about any of this that in the scientists or even some of the people he has worked with and they have discussed, there is nothing that even indicates any kind of function from these pieces at this point. In
0: other words, no earthly use they can discern.
1: Not at this point. And the other question comes back to this fourth strange sentence about used as a conductor for the electromagnetic fields created in the propulsion system. So aluminum might conduct. Uh, some electricity, but what would the relationship be specifically to an electromagnetic field? Uh, we're also going to talk with the metallurgist and some other people about that. The
0: answer is, of course, it's not magnetic. Aluminum is not that's magnetic. That's
1: right. So, by next weekend, we may have a little bit more, at least, uh, professional information about some of these questions, but at this point, Art, there is nothing that we can say that would or deny that they are, in fact, extraterrestrial, other-dimensional, time traveler, anything, is aluminum, 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 in shape, appear to have definitely been machined. Uh, could they have been machined on the Earth? I am assuming definitely in this day and age they could have been uh, 1947, uh, could that be a source? We do not know, and all we've got to go by at this point are this uh, man's uh, two letters.
0: All right. Uh, and there's some chance that they impacted on something.
1: Well, it's speculation about the silicon granules in one of the five little squares. Uh, it could also be a manufacturing process. And these are the kinds of things that are uh, very difficult for us uh, to know uh, beyond. The fact that uh, we've got these two letters from this man uh claiming that these uh are artifacts from a crash. Now I think it's also important to point out that Jesse Marcel Junior, who uh saw some of this material at his father's uh what his father brought home to the kitchen uh in nineteen forty seven July described completely different a uh, type of material, a type uh, of crinkly thing
0: that would uh, retain its shape.
1: And and he said he told me in that interview that he never personally crinkled them up. His father told me told him that he never did it himself. But he said that he did handle the material. He saw for himself those fuchsia-colored symbols in these little three eighths of an inch wide little beams that were so light and have been compared in other research to balsa wood looking like sort of uh, a, a silvery-coppery color uh, but uh, being compared to false wood. Again, all of that is quite different from his aluminum, aluminum, aluminum. Okay, so well, round two. One of the factors that I received was from Mr. Edward Stork of Denver, Pennsylvania, who has studied on his own a lot about metallurgy, and he called me to say, that a piece of 99% pure aluminum, exactly 6 millimeters by 6 millimeters by 1 millimeter, would to weigh 97 milligrams, not the 160 milligrams that the university scientists found, for each of the five little squares.
0: Now, they did photography, they did, uh, uh, they did uh, the electron scanning microscope and all the rest on the little piece on the outside of it and found nothing... As you aluminum, aluminum, aluminum. Right. And um, so that should weigh a, a 90.
1: 97. And yes. instead. And I, it w- yeah, and I went back to the scientist and I said, uh, here's the situation. And he went back to the lab, he checked the calibration on his scale, and he re-measured each of the little squares, and the answers were the same. But so he also did a calculation, and said yes, that it was true. If the little squares are 99% pure aluminum at 6.6 by 1 millimeters, they really should weigh 97 milligrams, not 150 milligrams. So now we have a waste discrepancy to solve. Well, another factor said that he had worked in an aluminum cast plant and proposed that all the pieces are sample molds used to determine material content. He said that the grooves in the round piece that resembles a phonograph record are created by the metal lathe used to smooth the surface to be tested. This is a quote from his staff. The squares, oblong, and round fragments are punch-outs that are material that is removed from the castings to make openings for mechanical connections, unquote, and therefore they are scrap material and thrown away. I spent a lot of time the past few days talking with metallurgists Including two who worked with aluminum almost exclusively at Zandia Labs in Albuquerque from the early 1950s until they retired a few years ago. Both suggested that if so far the scientific analysis of the electronic dispersive spectroscopy showed only aluminum atoms on the surface of the object, because remember, Art at first. You wanted to keep them all intact, so the first round of testing was really only on the surface of the object. Right. When he punched through a little bit on one Sunday just before the program, that was not with the EDS testing. Well, the logical conclusion is, according to these men, that there is a coating of aluminum around another different metal on the inside, which can be a way to manufacture aluminum alloys with aluminum. Is non corrosive and might be used as coating. Now, this is what the retired Sandia Laboratory metallurgist Charlie Mack had to say about why the EGS might have picked up only aluminum and whether or not the pieces could be scrap punch out. Mm-hmm. Unless the aluminum was fairly. Coating of aluminum on the outside, right? Okay. I would, it would burn through that and hit the inside as well. Right, like an M M&M, and like a coated M M&M and candy. Yeah, yeah. And aluminum might be the outside, and something on the inside. Whatever is coated is deeper inside these squares than the EDS is penetrating. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's how it's to get on the inside. It's going to cut through a hole. is not normal for scrap uh, aluminum punch out material that's thrown away to end up looking identical Coated alloy does not mean the fragments are from an extraterrestrial craft either. Pure aluminum does not exist naturally because the element is so reactive with other elements that all 99% pure aluminum has been processed by someone somewhere. Aluminum does not corrode, so using it as a metal coating is part of our 20th century industrial technology. And if it works here... Maybe it's used to build round disks that travel through time and space somewhere else, too.
0: Well, it's a real mystery now. Uh, in other words, all of this careful testing on the outside picked up nothing else except uh, what I recall you to say was a little bit of um, a virtual sand. So they it, found, yeah, they
1: found one or two micron silicon fragments. I have confirmed that silicon is used in the aluminum manufacturing process, uh, it's used as uh, use an alloy, and it can also be used as a flux to clean out equipment uh, where they are working with aluminum alloys. So that could explain why there are those small sand dust pieces. Um, there were some slightly uh, different uh, percentages on the vent, what we call the vent, and that's the long scrap. We had uh, some other mixtures which also could have come from the dust of work with an alloy. And maybe in the final result, we will have an alloy that might be some company's sophisticated punch-out scrap, and then that would mean that whoever sent these letters and sent these pieces was perhaps trying to run us off in a red herring, or could end up being another anomaly that we have study, but we could never prove its origins like so many other puzzles in UFO phenomena. All right, the
0: big headline is, uh, it really can't be aluminum, aluminum, aluminum. It's not at this weight. No,
1: with weight discrepancy, there's got to be something else
0: there. Ooh, fascinating. It is. And they cut it open. They cut one of the squares open, and they found nothing but a shiny appearance aluminum interior as well.
1: So far, but they haven't put it under the ETS, and that will happen uh, in that last week of May. All
0: right, and if they find nothing but aluminum, 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 then we've really got a problem, don't we?
1: Well, it would almost be a physical impossibility, as I understand uh the, of the universe at this point, because... If it weighs 150 milligrams.
0: there has to be more there. There has to
1: be something else they're adding that weight.
0: All right. And so it is, folks, the mystery of the day. Linda, we'll get your information out. We're out of time. Okay. Um, bless your heart. I'll look forward to uh, next week's report.
1: Okay. And stay
0: away from the cheap of commerce.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, and good night, Linda.